anything. You can overcome anything. There is no mountain God won't help you get over. No valley He won't walk with you in. There is no struggle that He won't give you the strength to overcome. Tell your neighbor, you can do it in Jesus. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. How many of you know he has brought you through some mighty things? Woo! Some of us can just look back on 2019 and scratch our head and wonder how we ever got through that. If it was not for the Lord, where would I be? Book of Psalms, chapter 23. I I know y'all have no clue what that says. Welcome all of our guests. We're honored that you are here. You have honored us by coming. We pray that the Lord has already touched you and that somehow He will minister to you through His Word and that you will find strength today and know that He is a God that loves you. He has always had His eye on you. He's watched you. And He's excited that you've come to be in His presence today. So we welcome you. Thank you for coming. Good to have Jordan and Jonathan with us as well. God bless you. Thank you all for coming. Friends with the dad. Psalms chapter 23, verse number 1. Well, let's just read it together. We're going to read all six of them. Let's just start with, we know it's a Psalm of David. Are are we going to be able to get it up there? The Lord is my shepherd. Say that again. Say that one more time. Come on, convince yourself. Say it one more time. (laughs) Woo! If you make him your shepherd, I'm telling you right now, you will not walk. He will provide. My, my Lord. The power in His Word. Verse 2. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness 
and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I wonder if we could give him praise for his word right now. What a mighty word. What a mighty word. What a mighty word. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We adore you. God, we magnify your name today. Let your blessings come upon us today. Anoint, oh God, touch our hearts, touch our minds, touch our spirits. Minister today, Lord, we need you. We need the hand of God. We need the hand of God. We need the hand of God. My, my, my. Turn to two or three people around you and tell them the Lord is my shepherd. God bless you. You may be seated. We will no doubt not be able to get through this psalm today. We probably won't get past verse number one. The Lord willing, we will continue over the Saturday, the Sundays to come after revival. Please invite your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers, everyone to the house of the Lord. Wednesday night, this coming Wednesday night at 7. And then Sunday, you will want to be here. Brother Craig Kuhn is a mighty man of God, used of the Lord. And he is going to bless us. It is hard press, or it would be very difficult for you to find someone who was not familiar with Psalms 23. Amen? You can go anywhere. You can, you can walk into the local ballroom and sit down next to the guy that's drinking hard liquor. And you can look at him and say, have you ever heard of Psalms 23 in the Bible? Chances are he'll look at you and say, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Chances are he could probably begin to quote that for you. You can make your way into the deepest, darkest uh, alley and find whoever may be there they're doing whatever they may be doing and the chances are very good that they know about Psalms 23 in fact we find out that this particular psalm is the most quoted and the most used and the most printed portion of the word of God than any other part at all but I, I kind of wonder I looked at that and begin to study that begin to pray about it and look into it and the Lord showed me something I want to share it with you today because when you read through Psalms 23 there are parts in there that you can find all over the Bible there are many places that the Bible calls uh, the Lord our shepherd there are many places that talk about that he will provide our every need uh, there are places that talk about him walking with us in the valley there are places in the word of God that talk about every single part of Psalms 23 but there's something about this chapter the way it brings it all together in fact what we find of the 12 major compound names of Jehovah eight of them are in this one chapter it's like David sat down with his pen and began to compact the glory and the power of
of God and put it in six simple verses that when you and I begin to go down and read the verses of that chapter every area of our life is being spoken to every need is being met whether it's mentally spiritually financially physically whatever it is it is wrapped up in that chapter oh put your hands together for the Lord In the Old Testament, they knew the Lord uh, by different compound names that included uh, the name Jehovah. For example, when Abraham was going up the mountain, and the Bible tells us that the Lord provided a lamb, a ram, instead of him having to sacrifice his own son. We find out that Abraham right there calls Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our God, he will provide. We've got other compound names, Jehovah Tishkenu, the Lord my banner, or my fighter, my warrior, Jehovah Shalom, the peace. And, and uh, it just continues on. And so wrapped up in this chapter are so many of these that deal with you and I. And the first one is the Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah Raha, the Lord my shepherd. He starts out this chapter by recognizing a couple of things. First of all, he uses the word Lord in all capital letters Jehovah Elohim the eternal one the almighty God the first and the last the beginning and the end the eternal God the first thing David does is recognize that this shepherd is indeed God and so when we say the Lord is my shepherd, we've got to understand we're not just talking about any shepherd. We're not just talking about any kind of protection. We're not just talking about any kind of provision. We're talking about the kind of protection and provision that God himself can give to you and to me. Are you excited about that? Somebody shout out the Lord is my shepherd. Shout out, the Lord is my shepherd. One more time, clap your hands to the Lord. He's awesome. We give him praise. David, now you, you've got to understand, David didn't use these words trivially. If anyone understood what it meant to be a shepherd, uh, it was David. We know the story about when uh, Samuel came to the house of Jesse and he had all the sons of Jesse march before him because God said, I'm choosing a different king. Saul is no longer going to be my king. I have found a man who's, who's after my own heart. I found him and I sought him out. He's a son of Jesse. Samuel goes to Jesse's house and he marches the sons before him but none of them 
was the one he chose. Finally, we found out that the one God chose was on the backside of a sheep field caring for a few little sheep. He had the heart of a shepherd. He knew what it was to love and protect and care for. He knew what it was to put his own life on the line. Oh, yes, he did. He said, King Saul, when a lion came out and he was trying to get my sheep, I attacked that lion and I killed it by the anointing of God. Another time a bear came, I attacked that bear. I killed it by the anointing of God. David knew what it was to put his life on the line. And so when when David said, the Lord is my shepherd, he was talking about the kind of God that would lay his life down on a cross called Calvary and shed his blood that you and I might be redeemed and that we might be made whole. I want to tell you the God we serve. He's not just a ruler over you. He's not just Lord over you. He doesn't just tower over you. He loves you. He knows you by name. He has numbered the hairs that are on your head. He knows everything about you. He knows what you like. He knows what you dislike. He knows where you go, where you don't go, what you think. He knows all about you. And you say, well, that's all the more reason. He'll have nothing to do with me. Oh, no. That's all the more reason. He loves you even the more because he's already shed his blood for you. There's nothing you can do that will stop him from loving you there's nowhere you can go that he will not find you oh somebody help the preacher today tell your neighbor the Lord is your shepherd when David penned them words he understood what it meant to care and to love the sheep that belonged to, uh, to your herd, to you, that was, that was yours. When he penned those words, the Lord is my shepherd, he had a revelation of what being a shepherd was all about. How that once God gets into your life, he will walk with you. Listen to me. He'll never let you roam alone. He'll never lead you to the wolves. He'll never let you out there in the wilderness where some wild animal, some devil could devour you. No, my friend, wherever you go, you're going to find the shepherd with his staff. He's going to walk with you. He's going to watch over you. He's going to keep you. He's going to make sure you got food to eat, water to drink, a place to sleep. He cares about you. He's going to make sure that you feel his presence and you know that you are protected and you know that he's watching over you. No matter how bad it gets, no matter how the spiritual weather may get, no matter how difficult things may become, as long as that shepherd is there near me, it's going to be all right. He's your shepherd. He's your shepherd. He's your shepherd. He will love you. He will cuddle you. Oh, yes, he will. He will caress you. He will forgive you. He's here to bless you. He's here to help you.
You break a leg, he's not going to leave you by the wayside. He's going to take you in. He's going to wrap your leg up. He's going to fix that thing spiritually, of course. I'm talking about here. He's going he's to be closer to you when you read upon the shepherds. It's amazing. Jesus Christ himself said it. He said, I'll leave the 99 to go after the one. That doesn't mean that he forsook them. That doesn't mean he left them to the wolves. What that means is when there's that one that needs special attention, when there's that one that I need to speak with, that one that I need to love, that one that I need to caress, that one I need to care to, that one I need to make feel safe, that one I need to bring close, that one, that shepherd that shepherd would take that little lamb and he would bring it to his bed and when he went to bed at night that lamb would lay down beside that shepherd he didn't forsake the 99 they were crowded up they were protected but the one the one the one one needed him and he was there and I don't know who you are but you're here I don't know your name but you know you know you're wounded you know you need him you know you're that one come on let's love him love him You know that, you know you're that one, you can hear him. You can hear him call your name. Oh, yes, you can. You can hear him call your name. It's gentle. It's gentle, but he loves you. I want to tell you the amazing thing about this shepherd is that when you're in the middle of your sin and you know you're sinning and you know it's wrong, whether it's, whether it's some kind of physical sin or whether it's of the heart, of the mind, whatever it may be, excuse me, and you're in the middle, and you're in the middle of all of that. You know what's amazing about him? Is that in the middle of all, you still hear him call your name. He still whispers your name. I'm calling you. Just come. Just come. I want to hold you tight. I want to. I want to bring you in. I, I want to. I want to take you and lay you down. I'll bring you into my into my bed chambers. I'll lay you down next in my tent. I'll lay you down next to my cot. The other sheep, they're okay. They're going to be all right. But you need special attention. I'm telling you, you can hear him calling your name today. You know who he is, and it's gentle and it's in love because he wants to let you know he's never forsook you. He's never left you. He's always walked with you. He's standing by you right now. But he needs you to come back. He needs you to come to him. He calls your name. But will you respond? He calls your name, but will you respond? John puts it this way. He said, Jesus speaks in the book of John chapter 10, verse 11. He said, I am the good shepherd. Everybody say the good shepherd. Now Jesus said that because not all shepherds are good. And that deals for preachers, by the way. Not all pastors are good. Some pastors preach messages because they don't want to offend you because they're afraid they might lose your money. 
Your money is more important to them than your soul. <laughs> I'm just thankful enough that y'all are so dense that I can be as mean as I am and preach as hard as I preach and you just keep coming. What I really think it is is you're not dense. You're in love with the shepherd. You're in love with the shepherd. You're in love with the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Wherever God leads his under shepherd to lead, you are willing to go because you know that's where the great shepherd is going to be. Jesus called himself the good shepherd. There's another place in the word of God, and I'm not really sure why I'm getting off on this, but there's another place where the Lord talks about uh, the leaders of the people, and he began to rebuke them, basically telling them, I put their souls in your hands, and you have misled them. You did not preach against sin. You did not tell them what was right and what was wrong you did not tell them what pleased me and what displeased me instead you tickled their ears because the sheep sometime will search for those that will tickle their ears but if you've got a good shepherd every once in a while he's going to get the word of God out and he's going to have to hit you just a little bit with it not abuse it'll always be in love it'll always be out of love but sometime we got to get those sheep back in line just a little bit that's a good shepherd he doesn't want the wolves to get you he doesn't want the wilderness to get you he doesn't want the weather to get you he don't he don't know he wants to make sure you eat the right thing do the right thing go the right place it's a good shepherd Jesus is the ultimate good shepherd. He said, I'm the good shepherd. He said, the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Here we know and we understand that what God is talking about here, of course, is prophetic of Calvary, that he would die upon the cross. But on a, on a human level, a good shepherd, or to be a man of God that's willing to give himself, give his family, give his energy, give his time, give his money give everything that he has his possessions unto the sheep to make sure they make it where they're going to make sure we get accomplished what God has called us to do and I pray God make your pastor a shepherd like that because you deserve a good shepherd you're wonderful sheep Everywhere as I go, if you don't mind me calling you that, everywhere as I go, I brag on you. This is the greatest church on the planet. There's no other church like you. 35 nationalities. We come together. We praise God together. We love everybody, care for everybody, kind to everybody. Why? It's the attributes of Jesus that comes out of our heart. You're the greatest sheep on the planet, and you deserve a good shepherd. He said, I'm the good shepherd. And the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. David understood this. He knew what it meant to risk. As we talked about earlier with the lion and the bear. Look at Romans 5 and 8. He said, but God commends his love toward us. I want you to listen to this. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Why? Because- 
Unless he's the good shepherd. Now he's God. That means he's the shepherd and he's the lamb. He's all of that. But that's because he's God. He said the good shepherd gives his life. And the Lord said here. He said while you were a sinner. When you were in the middle of your sin. When God was not on your mind. When you were not seeking him. When God was the last thing you were thinking about. When every other word out of your mouth. Cursed his name. Used it in vain. The Bible says while you were in that state. He nailed himself to a cross. Because he's in love with you. He's in love with you. He don't care. Listen. He, he doesn't care how many times you get, you get out of the fence. He will go find you. Because he loves you. Now, I probably shouldn't tell you this part, but it's still true. If a shepherd has a sheep that constantly gets out, like my dog. My, we named my dog Thibodeau. His name should be Houdini. It doesn't matter what I do. If I leave that yard, my neighbor will call me. Because my wife, who's supposed to love me, put my mobile number on that mutt's collar. And so every time he gets out, she's got on their call dad and then she's got my mobile number so I'm in Texas Tennessee St. Louis dad I think it's one of my kids no the caller's just being sarcastic because it says dad hey dad yes what do you want I thought it was one of my kids I got your dog so let me go back to the sheep. So if the sheep keeps getting out, the shepherd will take that sheep and get a stick and break its leg. I'm getting revelation here. Concerning Thibodeau. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He'll break that leg because he's the bad shepherd. He's the good shepherd. And he will do whatever it takes to keep you in the fence that he built. He built it. He built it. You better hear the preacher. He built it. Man didn't build it. He built it. He built that thing around you because on the outside there are wolves. There are all kinds of things that can take your life and destroy you and ruin you. And so whatever it takes, he is the good shepherd. He'll pick you up and if he's got to break the leg, he'll still bring you by his bed because he knows that when he does that, now you're vulnerable. 
You're vulnerable to wild animals. So what does he do? He keeps you very close. Every day you'll see that shepherd and he'll have that lamb. If it's small enough, it'll be under his arm. As he walks the other sheep, he ain't nothing getting to it. Nothing's going to touch it. He didn't break that leg because he's against you. He broke that leg because he's for you. Because he loves you. And every once in a while, God will come into my life. And God will come into your life. Oh, yeah. We've all felt it. We've all had it. He'll break that leg. God, we didn't want to see that happen. God, we didn't want it to go that way. But he'll do it. He'll bring us back in. We'll submit ourselves unto him. And he'll hold us tight until that leg heals. And, oh, he'll then let us back out. Hoping we learned a lesson. Somebody say, he's the good shepherd. Shout, he's the good shepherd. He said, while you were a sinner, he died for you. What could thrill me and you more than the story of Calvary? The entire redemption plan was for me and you. The Bible tells us that before he laid the foundations of the world, he slayed the lamb in his mind. He told Jeremiah, I knew you when you was in your mother's womb. Other verses lead for us to believe and understand that even before we're conceived, he knows who we are. You've got to understand how how incredible that is. And this isn't a, a class on uh, the human body, but, uh, you know, the DNA with its uh, millions of uh, different parts of chromosomes and, and all the other stuff that's in there, all the little markings, and, and any little combination can change who you are. Any, just any slight little different combination can give you blue eyes or brown eyes or, or uh, how tall you're going to be, how short. Well, I think the bigness has a lot to do with us. But anyway, maybe big bones, you know, but we just kind of fill in the rest. Anyway, so, but it can rearrange just all, just all kinds of things uh, in your life. And the Lord looks down there, watch this, at an unlimited, unlimited, amount of combinations of who you might be and the Lord says before they ever touch I know everything about you I know because he's the good shepherd he's the good shepherd you know you know how that encourages me because I, before I knew him before I knew him just so like so many of you, we weren't all that good. And uh, the language that came out of our mouth wasn't that good. Most of us come, come to know God. We come off of drugs or we come out of immoral lifestyles or, or just all kinds of things out in the world and immorality. Maybe some of you were very good growing up and, and, and that's awesome and I'm glad for you. But the majority of us, well, we were just really bad people. And, and God found us and the Lord and the Lord said, I knew you before you were born. 
He said, I died on the cross while you were yet a sinner. Listen, that encourages me because if God was willing to die for me when I was that ugly and that mean and that worthless and that ungodly, what will he do for me now that I've given my heart to him? Even though I may fall down every once in a while, I may fail every once in a while, I know that he loves me and that his blood is upon me. I wish somebody would get a hold of this because I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, he's a good shepherd. You need to get condemnation off of you. You need to shed condemnation. He's not here to condemn you. He's here to love you. He's here to touch you. He's here to help you. He is the good shepherd. Yet every day from the, from the, you guys crying in, y'all the sheep there. Every day, come on. Oh, you can be the black sheep. Go ahead, stay over there. You're, you're the oddball. That's fine. And so, here, every, every day, this is me and you, every day, the wolf comes around. Now, there's a fence there. He can't get to you, but he'll say, you're worthless. He'll come. He'll holler across the fence. I saw what you did. I, I saw you. I saw what you did. God knows what you did. He's, he's going to break both your legs. But he's not going to keep you in the fence. He's going to throw you out in the wilderness. And I'm going to eat you, boy. I'm going to eat you. Look at me. I'm going to eat you. That's what he does. He comes over here and he says, I saw you, you old lazy thing. You've been out of church. You've been trying to tell us you're out of church because you got a, th- a one-week-old baby. We know better than that. You're just out of church because your wife won't let you come. You're just hempecked. And he'll just pick on everyone. He'll pick on our ladies. He doesn't care. He'll talk. He'll say mean things. And then what really gets him excited is that there's one outside the fence. Now that's the one that gets him excited. Come up here, Brother Aaron. You're the good shepherd. Stay right there for a second. Just, just hold on right there. And so I'm yelling, I'm yelling things at you. Yeah, that's what you are. And this is what we do. We hear that. We're inside the fence. Watch me now. Watch me. This is how good he is. You're inside the fence that God built for you. Inside of this fence, nothing can touch you. That doesn't mean that you're not going to do some things wrong, that you're not going to mess up. You're going to think wrong, do wrong, say wrong, go wrong. All those things are going to happen, but you're still inside that fence. But you let that devil on the outside talk into you and bring condemnation into your heart, and then you come dragging into the house of God like, like you're nothing when you are to come into this place with your hands lifted up and your mouth wide open, giving praise to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So here he is picking at all these guys, but then he hears something. He said, wait a minute, wait a minute. That one's outside the fence. That one's outside the fence. Hey, you gonna help this guy or what? Somebody shout, he's a good shepherd. Shout, he's a good shepherd. Watch me. He said, 
I'll never take my eye off of you. My arm's not too short that it cannot reach and save. My ear's not so heavy that I cannot hear. My eyes are not blind that I cannot see. I'm here to tell you, he's a good shepherd. He's here for you. He's come to love you. He's come to help you. Oh, but pastor, I've been gnawed on by that old wolf. That's all right. He'll bandage you up. He'll fix you up. He'll bring you back. He'll lay you down. He'll take care of you every day. Every day. Every day. Clap your hands. Give God praise. Music, you can come. Just a couple of more minutes. John says to him, the porter opens. The sheep hear his voice. This is my prayer today. That you will hear his voice. Listen, just because you have backslid doesn't mean you're not a sheep anymore. Just because you got out of the fence doesn't mean you're not a sheep. You're still a sheep. You still belong to him. And the sheep will hear his voice. And the sheep will hear his voice. And he calls, watch, he calls his own sheep not just animals to him he knows them by name you're not just a saint you're not just a number you're not just a member of this church you belong to the almighty God he is your shepherd he knows you by name and the door will open and the sheep will hear his voice and he calls his sheep by name. And he leads them out. And he puts forth his own sheep. Let's stand. He goes before them. Oh, God. He goes before them. Whatever trouble there may be, he's going to go before you. Listen, whatever you're facing, God has already walked through it. He knew you were coming. Watch this. Watch me. If he didn't think you could handle it, he'd have got rid of it. But he walked through it. You're right behind him. You come into it. And you say, God, I don't know if I can handle this. The Lord says, oh, yes, you can handle it. I'm not going to put more on you than you can bear. Listen, don't let that devil lie to you. You can overcome. You can resist. You can flee lust. You can do it. You don't have to yield. You don't have to sin. You don't have to do those things. He's already been through that. He knows you can make it. 
And listen, if you get caught up in the thicket, if your wool gets caught up in the the stickers on that vine and you're stuck, he'll hear you. Just call out to him. He'll hear you and he'll come. And the Bible says he won't put more on you that you can bear. But that verse goes on to say, however, whatever he's got to do to make sure that you make it through, he'll come back and he'll do whatever he needs to do to help you make it through. There are no losers in this building. We are all winners. puts forth his own sheep he goes before him the sheep follow for they know his voice I love this a stranger a stranger they will not follow that's why it kind of blows my mind sometimes when people will listen to these crazy YouTube preachers with these outrageous ungodly undoctrinal teachings and they'll get caught up in how did you even hear that voice pastor preaches truth 365 days a year 52 weeks 104 days a year he preaches truth one God baptism in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the mission of sins the receiving of the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues, living a separate, dedicated life unto God as He calls you and leads you and directs you in that path. We're all on different levels. Don't judge your brother. You live the level God called you to. You leave them alone. God will bring them up. I want to tell you, I don't want to kill this thing, but I want to say one other thing too. I, Lord laid this on my heart. Sometimes God, he brings in one of us really close and sleeps with us and watches over us and protects us. And we can kind of see that in the spirit. Like, man, God's really got favor on that person. And then we get upset and jealous because he don't give us that favor. Well, that's because you're doing just fine. You're in the cradle, in the fence. You're doing fine. You're obeying God, living for God. Just keep going. But you don't know what they're going through. It might look okay on the surface, but you don't know what they're facing. You have no idea what they're facing. Let God love them. Let Him him just shower them in blessings. What does it matter? We're all blessed. He's our shepherd. We hear his voice. Every eye closed, every mind on the Lord. You know, a shepherd is defenseless with, a sheep is defenseless without his shepherd. Defenseless. God's not a hireling. He's not going to leave you at every sign of trouble. 
And that's how you know churches have a shepherd. Things go south. They don't pack up and run. Jump on the bandwagon to go to the next biggest church that calls them. But you come pastor us. Pastor, you're, you know, you ought to be pastoring this church. No, I ought to be pastoring the church God sent me to. That's the church I should pastor. And that's where I'm going to be till he kills me or moves me. So you might as well get ready for that. That's another 45, 50 years. I'll be 104 up here going. Amen. I hope the Lord lets me bury your grandchildren at old age. Good shepherds don't leave at a sign of trouble. And that's what the devil's trying to convince you. Is that every time you mess up and every time you get in trouble, God forsakes you. Shepherds don't leave when there's trouble. Shepherds draw near when they hear trouble. Shepherds come out if they hear the roar of a lion or the roar of a bear. They come running towards their flock. They don't run from their flock. It's the good shepherds. When the when they hear the, the bleeding of the sheep and, and, and it sounds like they're in trouble and sounds like things are difficult, they don't run the other way from that little sheep. They listen intensely and they make their way towards it until they can find out what is going on. Is it lost? Is it, is it caught? Is it damaged? Was it hurt? Did it fall off a cliff? Did it, you know, what's, what's going on in its life? That's a good shepherd. That's a good shepherd. It's not a hireling. Isaiah tells us that he feeds his flock like a shepherd. Listen to this. He gathers the lambs with his arm. He carries them in his bosom. And he gently leads those that are with young. There's special favor on churches that are in revival. Because he leads them gently that are with young. That's why these connect groups are blessed of God. They are producing youth. They are producing newborn babes in Christ. Maybe you've never really been a witnesser or Bible study teacher. Or you've never really brought anyone to church. Connect group would be perfect. Bring it into your home. Let people sit in your house. Let them hear the word of God. Let your friends and neighbors and your co-workers come. If you can't teach, we'll send a teacher. It'll be great. God will bless. He takes care of those who are concerned about the young. He takes care of those that are in the business of producing newborn babes. He watches over you. He said, my sheep hear my voice. I can just, I can just see him. One, two, three, four. Ninety-seven, ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Oh. Oh. Have y'all seen him? Have you seen him? I've got one missing. 
Have you seen him? Song of Solomon talks about him. She runs through the street. Have you seen him? The shepherd. There's one missing. There's one missing. There's one missing. Have you seen him? He goes everywhere. Have you, have you heard him? Have you heard him? Have you heard the, the bleeding of a sheep? Have you heard him? Have you heard him? I don't, I don't want to hurt us, but sometimes I think we hear him, but we just keep going. We're like the, the priest and the Pharisee, the Levite. And the wounded on the side. We see them, but we're just so busy for God. We don't have time to, to, to tend to the homeless. We don't have time to, to tend to the alcoholic. You know, they're just going to repeat it anyway. They're, you know, they're never going to get out of it. They're never going to quit. They're always going to be a drug addict, and they're always going to be like that. And the Lord said, that's not what I asked you. I asked you, did you hear them? I just want to know where they are. Because whether you stop or not, I'm going. No matter how many times they fail, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Have you seen them? Have you seen them? Have you seen them? And, and he'll go out. The Bible says to leave the 99. As I said earlier, he didn't forsake them. They're well taken care of. But he's searching. He might find him on an edge of a cliff, just about to go over that cliff to his, to his death. He might find him being uh, stranded in, uh, up a little ways up a small tree that he barely was managed to climb as a wolf trying to get towards him. He might find him had fallen and wounded himself and, and sort of dragging himself through the wilderness, hollering out, crying out because of the pain and the fear and the loneliness. And they don't know how to get back. And, and they don't know how to fix the situation. And they don't know how to correct what has gone wrong and all and they're just confused and, and not sure where to go and their only hope to get back to the fall is if the shepherd finds them he's heard you he's heard you That's why he brought you here today. He's, he's heard you. He's coming. He hasn't forsaken you. He's not sure how you got out, but, but you did. And so now he's searching. You can hear him if you'll listen. You can hear him. He's calling your name. He's calling you home. I wonder if you're in this place and you know maybe you've strayed just a little. We're not saying you're a bad individual. We all mess up. Maybe somehow you got out of the fence and you haven't really been walking the path that God's chosen for you and you know that, but you found yourself in a situation you wonder will he will he hear me when I call will he come or will he forsake me 
I'm here to tell you the word of the Lord says he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. He loves you. He shed his blood for you. I wonder if you'll step out from where you are. Every eye closed. We, no one looking around. But ma'am, sir, young lady, young man, maybe you'll just make your way down. And maybe you've been gone for a long time. Maybe it hasn't been just a little while. Maybe it's been since you were just in your teens and went away. But now you hear his voice. You hear his voice all over again. You're wondering, you're probably even wondering, how can I possibly hear his voice? I've been gone so long. It's because his sheep hear his voice. That's why. You've always been his. You're still his. But he wants to draw you close. You've been wounded. You're in trouble. Things are difficult. You've ran into situations you don't know what to do. You don't know how to get out. You don't know how to fix it. And so the Lord wants to draw you in close. He's going to hold you tight. You don't have nothing to worry about. But what if I fail again? Don't worry about it. Just come to Him. Just come to Him. Just step out from where you are and come to Him. Let Him hold you tight. Throw your hands up to Him and begin to love Him. Let Him fill you with His Spirit all over again. Let Him renew the power of the Spirit of God in you. And if you've never received it, then love Him and He will... He will put His Spirit in you. And you and Him, y'all will become one. Y'all will become one. You'll become one. Oh, yes, you will. And He'll lay you down at night next to His cot. He'll, he won't let nothing get you. He won't let that devil take you back out. He, he won't let you fail. Come give Him a chance. Come give him the opportunity. And I wonder for the rest of us, the Lord has opened the gate on the fence and he's walking with the church now. I wonder if we'll step out from where we are and make our way to this altar and say, Lord, I will follow you. You are my shepherd. I will follow you. I wonder if you'll come tell God that. Let's come pray. Let's come.